even need to show nobody off at two months. You need to be in the cocoon. You need to learn each other. You need to figure out like if this is a thing or not, right? (laughs) You really need to spend that time like just sheltered and like growing yourself like growing the the connection that you have between the two of you like you're 21 it's been two months like really just just pump pump the brake just a little bit <laughs> hi it's red summer and it's anifa walida and we are your gay aunties hey baby <laughs> hey darlings we working it out okay diligently <laughs> diligently Oh, we're so excited to be here with you all again this week in podcast land and in YouTube land, wherever you are watching us. We are so excited to engage with you on this day. For those of you all who are just joining us, we want you to know that Chigay Aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting. So if you want Auntie Hanifa and I to answer any questions that you have about life or love or any other life experiences, tap us on the shoulder at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at yourgayaunties. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We everywhere. We try to be anyway. We try to be anyway. Absolutely. And one of the places that we are is iTunes. Right. So um, uh, one thing that we used to do and that we haven't done a lot that I'm glad we're getting back to is reading the reviews that we have on iTunes. Yay. Yay. Hold on. Hold on. I got applause. I got applause. Yay. You don't hear it, but don't worry about it. (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) So uh, the first one that we have is from Unrelated Missy. Uh, she says, hey, aunties, found y'all through Queer Walk Podcast. Hey, and Queer Walk. I- yes, we love them, love them. Um, I've introduced you all to my podcast friends, and thank you for existing. I love the show, and I'm patiently waiting for my weekly doses. You give great advice, and I really like the queer music review. Thank hey. you, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we like that too. And we're going to have more of that coming at you in the soon future. <laughs> That's the thing, right? The soon future. <laughs> but like we said, we are trying to come at you guys as many ways as we can. And this past Wednesday was a debut of Auntie Red's Tweet <laughs> This this was uh, um, the, the the work and inspiration for one of our interns to get Auntie Red on Twitter making it happen. So she did, right? So every Wednesday at six p.m., um, Auntie Red is going to be on Twitter because that is the day that the show drops. Mm-hmm. So you guys can kiki and tweet tweet. <laughs> <laughs> what Auntie read, you know, or just throw us some questions that we wanted to ask. So, like, there was this question that somebody asked I thought was really cool. It was, um, how did art help you define or discover your sexuality? Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, okay, put the art in the, how did I find, love it. And I love how you answered it. Auntie Red said, I attended a writer's workshop. And the teacher said, we don't always write what we know. Sometimes we write to find out. I love that. Sometimes we write to find out, not just 
writing what we think we know about life. Um, And I love how you say, I use that to help me figure out my feelings around identity, sexuality, and my place in society when I felt lost or confused. Trusting the pen to paper, baby. Pen to paper is a beautiful thing. So if you guys want to tweet it up, chat it up, tweet it up, (laughs) flip it up, what I don't know. (laughs) Tweet it up. Tweet it up. (laughs) Have some tweet tea. Uh, with Auntie Red at um, hashtag Auntie Red Tweet T um, at your gay aunties on Twitter Wednesdays 6 p.m. when the episode drops. And remember, that's a way to get live with us on Wednesday. And on Sunday, it's how you're live with us today uh, on YouTube. All right. So you always live. Right. You're, you're live right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. So listen. We have a new addition to the show, mm-hmm. and it is your auntie's bags of gems. Auntie's bags. Because <laughs> listen, we've been trying, you know, we have the letters, we have all these different ways that we want to reach out and engage with our young people, um, and it was like, it's all gems. It's just all yeah. gems. So let's go into our auntie bag, me and maybe my pocket. <laughs> But we gonna dig somewhere, you know what I'm saying? What was that ludicrous joint you said? What was that? What you got up in that bag? What, what you got up in that bag? <laughs> yes. So that's what we're gonna be doing. The first half of the show is is finding things in our auntie bag that we think you guys would enjoy. Mm-hmm. All right. What's yours? No, no, you first. Right? Did we say you first? Oh, no, me, me first. Me first. <laughs> my, my phone went to sleep, so I didn't, you know, I, I had to wake it up. I had to wake it up. <laughs> okay, so me first. All right, y'all. So um, what I got up in my bag today <laughs> is I had to go way back. Because I've been feeling a certain kind of way. You know, I've been feeling almost like this um, touching the teenager in me that started to first get militarized and I just want to kill everybody because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like madness out here right and so being in that mood of course the way the algorithms work and they listen to us on our phones and they know what we're thinking and feeling someone drops an old footage of a Phil Donahue episode for those who don't know Phil Donahue was um there was a time when all talk shows were just white men Mm. And then Oprah came along. Yeah. One of the many reasons why you can't be so quick to diss people. But anyway, so Oprah killed Phil Donahue. But before this happened, Phil was trying his best. So he had this big race show on. It wasn't any race show like white people and black people talking to each other. It was black people talking to each other about race, you know, headed up by this white man. So here's this clip with Sister Soldier, who was this incredible figure in the mid 80s. And she just really moved me so much back then because I never saw a sister talk the way she did in the 80s to these Negroes. All right. So here, let's, let's, uh, Let's go to sisters. Among other things, and he's not claiming to be particularly original with the observation, we can't get there unless we go together. I have a terrible feeling that behind me are some people who do not agree. Senator, excuse me, Senator Bradley of the all-white United States Senate 
said we can't get there unless we all go there together. Sorry. None of us are where he is. That's number one. Number two, you're making an, a moral appeal mm -hmm. to a country that doesn't have a moral conscience. Right. The question becomes that when white people feel serious and angry and upset about abortion, they come out in the thousands up to the millions to say, this is what we believe about abortion. Where is the white outcry against white racism that murders African people all around this entire globe? It doesn't exist. So who are these white good people? I want to meet them. I want to I know see them. I will I know it was not enough. But that's and, and, that, that might be all we can get. A few, no, no, and guess what? I don't work with all I can get. Just, what I work with is what, what I have. Listen, you have to have some confidence yes. in the power of African people amongst ourselves to establish a foundation. We have. I mean, no, we have it. We have, we have, have utter chaos in our cities, and you got There's to no say that. You can have a program. I Say, I'm not saying we've built a lot of institutions, sure. and those institutions have not been effective. The majority of millions of African youth in this country are dying mentally, dying spiritually, dying emotionally, dying academically. And you may have a program, Mr. Brown may have a program, but what we got to talk about is an American government that tracks millions of African people who don't go to your program, don't go to Brown's program, millions of African people. Not only here, but all around the world. And if we are not honest enough to say who are our friends, who are our enemies, to know what a friend is, to know what an enemy is, we will constantly be trying to get into people's parties, to shake our butts with them, to get them to like us. And that's not the question. The question is, what can we build amongst ourselves to secure ourselves from our enemies so that we will be able to survive into the future? Mayor Kelly. That's enough to know that if I walk out Washington, D.C. tonight, Hmm. Listen, sister was like iconic to a time, right? Um, a public enemy time. We were all hip hop and militarized out. It was very yeah. more nationalist leaning, you know, but she was someone that shut Cornell West up. Tony Brown, him, Cornell West. I remember I never forgot that Phil show. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, this niggers. You know, and it, and it was there was the point that Cornel West was like, um, what you mean that people that came before you, like she was going off, she was like, nah, nah, none of y'all niggas, none of y'all niggas ain't put me where I was. Nah, uh, uh, uh. Let me get be very perfectly clear, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it was it was like two different thought, uh, uh, two different ways of thinking, you know, around just black politics for the time, and they had them go head to head. Of course, this white man had them go head to head. Uh, I think, you know, every, like, you know, we were young, we were like teenagers then, you know, every generation, you know, has, you know, their fire stick or everyone generation has that fire in them. And I think what sometimes is lost is that, you know, people get older, they make different decisions, they do what they do, they, they move on or they, their revolution starts to transform into other things. But um, then another younger generation comes in, they got that fire. And sometimes it's like, oh, but y'all didn't have fire the way we have fire. Or, you know, um, or they think that the older generation didn't have fire at any point. I don't know. You know, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that are going on. I just wanted to grab go into my bag and let you know that there was a time when we just didn't give a fuck either. <laughs>
<laughs> I think that's the mark of the youth, right? Is mm-hmm. to not give a fuckness of the We time. need y'all to not give a fuck. Every generation needs the youth to do that. Like, okay, we can play these little academic games, but I'm going to put squarely put my foot in your ass because yeah. y'all talking bullshit. For real, for real. You know. Anyway, so that is uh, my little uh, uh, gem that was up in my bag. Sister Soldier from back in the days. Yeah. Um, you know, not to nitpick on her. Is not trying to unpack. Well, she can talk about this. She can talk about that. Well, you know. No, no. I'm talking about the moment in time that she lived. We're trying to bring you into these moments and times to help so we can better understand each other and our generation. So Sister Soldier was like the shit for me back in the days. Definitely for me too. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Shutting the doors down. So for me, and let me pull it up, I have the incomparable Pat McCombs. So if you have not heard of Pat McCombs, um, I will say being a, a young gay in Chicago, Mama Pat, Auntie Pat was like the the standard, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> she started basically the lesbian party scene in Chicago. And so there is one party that I still, I want to call her and ask her about it because they would have house parties, right? And then she connected with a gay man in Chicago and another woman, and they started this party called Quality Is. And they would do three parties a year, and they would be like these huge events for the LGBT community. Um, And then she hooked up with Vera. So Pat and Vera's parties, like by the time I came around, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, like this, people were still talking about how cool the executive suite parties were. So Pat and Vera, they would basically get dressed up in their business clothes, like not even like their Sunday, like super fly, right? They would get dressed up in business suits and they would go around to different places and they would advocate to have um, a girl party at the place, like whatever the hottest places were. And so Executive Suite was pretty much like a traveling girl club and they would send out a newsletter to let you know, like whoever was on their, their mailing list, where the party was gonna be Everybody got the newsletter. Everybody came out. And it was just like the staple in Chicago. Ooh, so That was the lesbians on the couch, right? You said? Yes. So, right. The one that I wanted to find out about was lesbians on the couch because that was like a house party type of deal. And uh, I, it was just something that I heard. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, we, I know such and such back from the lesbian on the couch day. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> I would put, put a pin in that one. I want to co- hear about the lesbians on the couch day. So just big up to Mama Pat um, for the work that she did for making sure that lesbians had a safe space mm-hmm. to park in the cities in the 70s and 80s up until powwow in the 2000s like mama pat was still going strong making sure that lesbians were able to have community in the city Ooh, you know i mean i first met pat um you know at 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 mitch and it's like that she was a part of that whole chicago family that i felt just welcomed Mm-hmm. That's non-Chicago was in, but we could come through the <laughs> wow, you know, and she had the yeah. women of color tent and it was just like, yeah, yeah, Pat is just like, and just, I love, I love to, 
uh, under know the the history of the people who like you know when you come into people's lives and when they come into your life, you coming in like a long a long ass timeline. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying you ain't yeah. that special. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was so nice to really, you know, hear about, you know, Pat and and the work that she did, you know, before I even got to know her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They mm, mm, got mm. Mama Pat. We love you. We love you, Mama Pat. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. What is on that on the agenda, honey? It is time for a break. Oh, yes, it is. It's time for a break. Oh, and we are so excited. We are so excited. Okay. Um, all right. Patreon.com slash We tell you to go there a lot. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate everyone who gives and supports the Your Gay Aunties um, podcast. And yeah. today we want to shout one of y'all out. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the shout. <laughs> shout out to... <laughs> Look, I'm gonna use that horn. Yeah. <laughs> Came with the program. No. <laughs> this is a shout out to Evelise Vargas. Or Vargas. Evelise, Evelise, if you're nasty. No. You probably like, nah, bitch, that ain't how my name said. Evelise. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Evelise, for your um, support, support on Auntie um, Love. Every single bit of it goes to pay the bill so we can literally come to you every yep. week. And so, you know, we would sit back and thinking, it's like, listen, we know we're not the only ones, you know, needing those little bit of funds to kind of pay for the SoundCloud, pay for all the subscriptions we need to make things happen, right? So it's like, how can we as a podcast help our podcast community? So, we came up with an idea called <laughs> <laughs> Keeping Your Auntie's Lights On. Or something like that. Lights on. Lights on. <laughs> it's called cool. yeah. lights on, right? And all right, so this is how lights on work. Starting today, we want you, you know, to be able to stretch further, you know, what you usually give, say to your gay aunties or to maybe that podcast or that podcast. I'm like, man, I only can give to one. We figured out a way where you can give to more than one, which is mm. one monthly contribution. So the campaign, it's a new tier, it's called Lights On. And every week on this podcast, you gay aunties, we will pick an independent queer podcast for the Lights On campaign. And then all four of those chosen for the month will just distribute whatever money is raised equally among us. Now, how will we pick that person, you may ask? How? Because we have our amazing, our amazing uh, uh, spin the wheel thingy. All right. <laughs> I can be better black. <laughs> so basically, we got three podcasts on here that we love: Queer Walk Pod, Trauma Queen, and Marsha's Plate. And Trauma Queen is a new podcast um, that I discovered. It's a mental health podcast by Jamanikia or Jamanikia. I'm so being white right now. I know I'm fucking your name up. Eborn, Miss Eborn's <laughs> Trauma Queen. Of course, we love Marsha's Plate and Queer Walk Pod. So let's click and spin to see who's going to be a part. Of this month's lights on. Woo! <laughs> 
yes, yes, yes. All right. So, what's what we gonna do? Um. So, like I said, I know this is a long ass break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about Lights On. So you can go to your gay aunties um, at, on Patreon, patreon.com slash your gay aunties, and you'll see two tiers. One is your regular old gay aunties. That's us. Everything goes us. Thank you, thank you. We love all of your support. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And then there's another tier called Lights On. And Lights On will support more um, queer, independent um, podcasts. And if you go to Instagram Instagram right now, um, there is um, a post there. Cause we want to know who are your favorite podcasts. What's your favorite queer independent podcast? And we will check them out and then put them on the wheel. Yeah. Put them on the wheel. (laughs) So that's what we're doing. Brand love. It's the Brooklyn way. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. 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 So that being said, just go to patreon.com slash your gay aunties and support your queer podcast today. Wonderful. We're so excited about all of the initiatives that we have. Um, but I wanted to let you know that May, are we in May now? Yeah, I'm just, yes, I, I look I, at the days. So we're in May. <laughs> May is all about couples. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to highlight um, some of the things that are going on right now. We know that we are in the midst of the Rona. Maybe you are um huddled in with your love falling deeper in love because you have more time to be together Uh you are huddled in love and you are trying to stay out of jail because you have more time (laughs) (laughs) may is also the start of wedding season Mm. Were you planning a wedding that has been like derailed because of the lockdowns that are going on in the country? Um, maybe your guest list has to be shortened to 10 now <laughs> because of what's going on with social distancing. Um, and it's still, there's still going to be no, uh, no electric slide lines at the wedding. No, no electric slide lines. <laughs> Well, you just gonna have to have a, a nice, pretty um, photo shoot. <laughs> just you and Bay, and just send out the pictures on Instagram. That's that's pretty much where it is at this point. Uh, also, we wanted to talk about like because this is wedding season. Like there is the other side of it. We've been in gay marriage, <laughs> you know, for a, a few years now. And so there are many other experiences that have come about because of our ability to be legally married in the country. And so we want to talk about the the pluses and the minuses, the good and the bad, good, bad and ugly of gay marriage in the U.S. in the LGBT plus plus community. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking all about couples, what's going on with you in the Rona season. Beautiful, beautiful. So bring on those letters. And guess what? We got a letter. We Uh got a letter. Here's your letter. And so we have our letter from Shelly, who is a, um, I I guess we'll call you a repeat letterer. (laughs) A return guest. 
<laughs> yes, for Shelly. Uh, Shelly says, hello, you gay aunties. I've messaged y'all before. Uh, if you remember me, I'm Shelly. Uh, I asked you about trauma boundaries and having a healthy lesbian relationship. Thank you so much for answering that last email. Well, it's a few months later, and I finally found someone I absolutely adore. We've Yay! Shelly. <laughs> We've been dating for two months, so perhaps this may be a little early to think of all this. So a little bit of background information. We're both of Nigerian descent. Mm -hmm. She's Nigerian born and raised mm -hmm. and came to Boston for college where we met. And I'm Nigerian American born here and raised between here and Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much y'all know about Nigerians, but basically... Nigerians don't fuck with the gays. <laughs> and that is something that weighs heavily on us. For me, I'm basically living a double life. When I'm in Boston, I have the freedom to be as gay as I please. But when I go home, I tuck it inside and I put up with my mom's nonsense about when am I going to get married? I'm 21. But she, on the other hand, isn't even at that point. There's only one person in her life that knows she's gay. And she tells me that she'll tell her friends in Boston about us. But I guess I'm worried that she won't be able to find the courage to do that. And I don't want to be her secret. But am I overthinking it? And I guess it also bothers me that I also can't show her off the way I want to, like on social media and stuff. Because I would risk outing myself to my parents, who I technically don't need the financial support from anymore, but they want to pay for my med school and I don't want loans. I would, and I would risk outing her to her friends and family. By I don't know. Uh, I know that was a ramble and I don't know if that made any sense, but please try to give me some insight like you did last time. Shelly. <laughs> no, we ain't laughing at you, Shelly. We ain't laughing at you. Um, I started to start to feel real claustrophobic as you kept reading. I felt like their world was getting closer and closer and closer, you know, to like not giving them room to breathe because they're both in two different degree or just they're both not out, essentially. Yeah. You know, and this is the claustrophobia that not being out offers. <clears throat> it doesn't really offer anything positive. So we can sit here and talk about, I mean, listen, and you, and if, if you're listening to the show, then you know, we've had these kinds of questions as far as people's varying degrees of coming out and how they're going to come out. Mm -hmm. The thing that, you know, stands out. Number one is your investment in this relationship in the context of not being out. I'm talking to the both of you and you're 21. Mm. You asked if you're thinking about it too much. Um, I think it does deserve thought, but it's more about you thinking about you coming out and don't worry about what your partner doing right now because you can't help her because you have not yet helped yourself. And this is not to like get on you. Like, you better come out to your mama. Listen, I'm not Nigerian, but I have Nigerian friends and I understand, but I also have queer Nigerian friends. So, yeah. All right. Now, maybe if, if I knew about this uh, question, I, mean, I could have called a couple of them up and they would ask how the hell they came out to their parents, you know, mm. 
<laughs> but at the end of the day, you're going to have to. We can't tell you how to. Yeah. But also understand 21 is still young. Don't feel that 21 because somebody gave you a card to say you're grown that, oh, I'm supposed to have my shit together and I'm supposed to, you know, be out to my parents and that's just like, you know, elementary stuff. So that should be done, right? No, not necessarily. You have, you and your partner have more work to do with yourselves. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I'll say this and pass it to Red, is your split between having to do to your, for yourselves and having to support each other. So this is the balance I think you need to find. Um, well, that you have to deal with it. Now you got to find actually how you're going to balance it. But you have to deal with that the fact you're both out. You're not out. <laughs> you know, but you're also trying to support each other. So for me, cancel, that's canceling each other out. I don't know what you think, Red. Yeah, so I think uh, one of the questions I was having, like if you're still in school, are y'all both at home right now? Well, she says her parents, she, I think she said her, her parents don't support her. They just support her. Well, they support in the sense of med school. So, yes, your parents do support you. Because, yeah, if your parents yeah. pay for anything in your life, they're supporting you. You know what I mean? <laughs> that means without that support, you ain't doing that thing. Right? Well, yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's a, a, a couple of things to consider. So, when, and I was asking because, like, a lot of students are back at their parents' houses right now. So that oh, gives yes. a different layer of context to it. Like, are you all separated right now? You're at your parents' house. Are you still in Boston uh, in your apartments? Like, those are different scenario that um, kind of feed into where this goes. Um, I think if you're at your parents, you know, when you in in your parents' house, you live by your parents' rules, right? Um, I mean, in some way, like because especially where you are. Like, you don't want to just create a negative situation unnecessarily, right? Um, if you're in Boston and, you know, you're still, like, relatively, like, on your own, then that's a, a different setup, right? So even though you have, you know, they're willing to pay for your med school, like, you you're kind of like in your own space, in your like my house, my rules type of deal, right? <laughs> and you can kind of, you know, just flex a little more. <laughs> I think though, like the conversations that we're having about um, identity based on like nationality is similar to the one that we have on identity based on religion, right? This is a cultural conversation that we're having according to the um, the concept of homosexuality in Nigeria, there are fears that are attached. There is pride that's attached. There is um, a concept about what's going to happen to you socially, right? There's the honor, you know, all of those things still play a part in why parents have a problem with their children being gay, right? Um, getting to kind of talk about that, like taking it off of like you being gay and more so like parents, what what's going on? Why are you so afraid of this, right? And having them kind of take some of that ownership for where they are and why they're there um, mentally about it. Because I'm, I feel like from the letter that your parents know that you're gay, but they're kind of trying to swoosh you away from it. Like, okay, well, mm -hmm. when are you going to get married? Like, uh-huh, when are you going to be done with that? Like, I know that's a phase. When are you going to be done with the phase, right? She so, did, she's out to her parents? I didn't, I didn't get that from the letter. Uh, for me, basically, I'm living a double life. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And when I go home, I tuck it inside and put up with my mom's nonsense. So maybe you didn't, um, you know, and maybe your mother is just thinking that you might be a little lagging on the developmental scale, right? <laughs> if she hasn't seen you with a boyfriend, she hasn't, you know, all of those things that her girlfriend's daughters are doing right around this time. Maybe she's a little worried. So you can help her out. She doesn't have to be worried if she knows that you're gay. <laughs> you told me you have a girlfriend. <laughs> gay, mom. I know, I know she's like, bitch, I can't come out now, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, aunties, no, I can't come out right now. I gotta no. pay for med school, bitches. <laughs> Listen, so here, here's a game plan. Because okay. I. You know, unlike your mama, we as your aunties feel that 21 is entirely too young to think seriously about any motherfucker, right? You know what I'm saying? So I think maybe a way to not avoid, but to push on the things that is also an issue with your mom in regards to her trying to get you out the door and married up under some husband or something. Because in her head, maybe that's a sense of security. I don't know. You know, like, like Red said, culture is a sense of security. Um, but I had written down, um, so yeah, so maybe approach it like, Ma, I need you to stop being on me about getting a husband. What I'm thinking about right now is getting through med school, which thank you for your check. I really appreciate that. That's what I'm, I don't want to waste your money. <laughs> like. Let me, let me focus on this hell med school. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now, if it, it doesn't sound like you're living with your mom, so that you may be living with your girlfriend or <clears throat> your roommate. I'm sure that's what your mom <laughs> thinks the bitch is. You know what I'm saying? But, and I'm what I'm saying is that you don't have to come out. If you're not ready, your only job is to get ready. But you don't have to rush to come out, and neither does your girlfriend. So if your girl, like back to what Rev was saying, if you two are living alone together, you need to take this time, tick tock. TikTok to figure out how you are going to support each other in coming out. Period. Period. Now, if you're living with your your family, then you need to again still push back and have some sort of a not, um, uh, anonymity. Has have your your age agency in your space and who you are. Though you can't fully say, "Mommy, I'm gay," and say, "Mommy, stop coming with me on this husband shit. I'm trying to do this medical shit right here." You know, and, and, and get her and say, mom, it's a generational thing. It's like, I can get married when I'm ready. I don't need to get married in my twenties. I don't, you can even say, I don't feel like I want to get married. You don't got to say a man. I don't want to get married young because there's things I want to um, achieve. Now this may, you know, depending on how traditional she is, this may become a whole other conversation, but it still is a necessary conversation because you need to let her start to let go of you and controlling your life just on a mother mm. GP and defaulting to her, you know, cultural lean-ins, you ain't married by 22, you know, that bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So tackle what you can tackle now. If you generally feel like you cannot come out to your parents and you may be living under their roof or are dependent on them, you got to prioritize. And we know we are not here about shaming anybody who doesn't come out to their family when maybe the rest of the world may urge you to do so. All right. That medical degree. And she, and even when you come, even when you come out to her down the road, you know, when you adopt and shit, <laughs> <laughs> what's she going to do? What's she going to do? Her daughter's a doctor. <laughs> That's every Nigerian dream. Of your, my daughter's a doctor. Okay. That's got to be. Gay shit, nigga. My daughter's a doctor. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so. 
that's really I, I want to say that's that's the strategy if you want to take it, if you're on the daring, but that's how you can kind of tiptoe into this and not feel so pressured, both of you, to come out to your parents. But you're going to have to do it because you didn't lie to each other as a couple. If you're not out as a couple, that will always be your weak link. It'll always be your weak link. You'll never be able to truly prosper. I know that's fucked up, but I'm sorry. It's the truth. You won't mm. prosper. You got to come out. You got to come out. Before then, though, it's only hmm. been two months. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They only been together two months? It's only been two months. They only been together two months. Uh, I'm saying way so too much. So enjoy much. being in the cocoon. <laughs> like you don't even need to show nobody off at two months. You need to be in the cocoon. You need to learn each other. You need to figure out like if this is a thing or not. Right? <laughs> you really need to spend that time like just sheltered and like growing yourself like growing the the connection that you have between the two of you like you're 21 it's been two months like really just just pump pump the break just a little bit yeah like baby, really enjoy everybody doesn't have to know yet like you're not even at the everybody needs to know phase like <laughs> let them know like we y'all announce your engagement in eight months right <laughs> No. <laughs> Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> but really, like, take this time now. Like, you don't have to be out right now. You don't have to be like on Instagram yet. And if if you really need that, because I do know, you know, there are people who who need that. Like, it's a validation thing. It's a you know. It's it's the sign of the time that we're in, right? Once mm-hmm. Instagram reeled, it mm-hmm. is really real, right? Mm-hmm. Um, curate your page, mm-hmm. make it a safe space, mm-hmm. make your page private, mm-hmm. and be out. Like that's you can really do. Like if you just really need that, make sure that she understands that this is what I've done to protect us. Mm, you better go. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've gone through the page. Every person on here is a safe space for us. Um, this this is the setup. We can we can be free in this digital space that I've created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and then have at it. It's- exactly. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Because they can feed that need to want to say, here's my girl. You know, even if you were talking to two people. hmm You know what I'm saying? You still need that, here's my girl. You know what I mean? And if you're on Facebook, you can set it up where it's a post that only these particular people can see. And then mm-hmm. you and your friends who know you all again, y'all can have a good old time on that platform, kikiing and talking about that picture that only the 10 of y'all can see. Exactly, and they can't sh- and they can't share it anywhere because it's a private account. So that I think that's solid mm-hmm. to feed to feed that um, uh, that need. But you know, Shelly, um, I'm just I really missed the, the two month bit. You know, I said <laughs> I said too much for two months. Okay, so I'm going to reiterate and highlight that you too need to focus on yourselves. Mm-hmm. Y'all got a lot of stuff you need to deal with with your individual families, okay? Um, so that you can have your personal and individual freedom, so that you are free to truly come together. Because right now, you're not you're you're about as together as an online person. 
You know what I'm saying? Our online relationship, I mean. You're about as together as a swipe right. And I'm going to keep it real and raw for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Because unless you are able to fully... You don't have your baseline freedom. If you're not free to uh, at least, you know, have a a queer community that you're a part of and you're out in fully, you know, Um, and if you're not out to your parents or at least somebody in your family, because we can't dismiss family, somebody in the bloodline got to have your back, even if all else fails. And if that's not the case, at least you fucking know. (laughs) Deal with the grief and still live in your purpose. You know what I mean? But, mm. but the, but the, uh, you two trying to act like this is a relationship that is worth fighting and investing in, and you haven't made the investment in yourselves yet. And this is again, you know, Auntie Neefa like to come with the real. I ain't trying to, you know, call not, not, not on a coming out things because coming out is so important and you don't even realize how important it is until you're actually out. You can theorize and imagine how important it will be in your life, but you will not understand it viscerally until you actually come out. And that, and all we're saying here is that is a process and that we urge you to take that process slow, especially if you're in families that are highly religious or the cultural set is like, nah, bitch, nah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that, that, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Is anything else uh, in that letter? Um, that we might have missed. I'm gonna make sure we got you, Shelly, with your two months relationship. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's it. They have their their Nigerian backgrounds. They have their freedom in Boston. Mm-hmm. It's been two months, mm-hmm. and yeah, maybe if you have time in Boston, you all, you know, both take your temperature, you know, you're negative. Like, <laughs> you can set up some outings and things. So that <laughs> maybe when you hit your one year mark, you can do like, this was our year, right? <laughs> when you come out, put together a little photo album for yourselves and just, you know, show, just have some memories. Enjoy this time. Enjoy, enjoy this. And I want to just highlight enjoying this time and what that really means. Or one of the things it means is that though you feel the urge that you must come out again, if you are not ready, you will not enjoy this time. Because <laughs> what will happen is you will come out, you both get kicked out on your fucking ass and then you wind up shucking up with each other. All right. That will not be a good time. We have said in a, maybe a couple of other episodes, but we want to highlight it and reiterate this bit of auntie advice for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and in any situation where you go to live with a lover under duress, or yeah. you go to live with a lover because shit is hard elsewhere, or you go to live with a lover just because your family kicks you out. No, when your family hits you in the face with some bullshit, don't move in with a lover. Mm. Oh, yeah, fuck. Move in with friends, new friends, expand your community, but don't shrink it to your lover and you're both stressed out because you got dissed by your family. Yeah. If I you, agree with that. If you care about the relationship, much. yeah, if you care about the relationship, <laughs> don't move in with your lover. Okay? Got two months. Sorry. Oh my gosh, I think we're kind of early. 
we're at 45 minutes and it's like, you know, could we, you know, we're trying this new timing thing, guys. You know, we're trying to get our timing right. right. You know, show usually goes about an hour. We have, you know, new features we're working out. And like, I stopped myself early. I was like, I don't want to talk too long. It's like, you know, so there's a lot of things to think about with this Gayani shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but what, one of the things, you know, that uh, uh, freedoms that we have is that we can have a shorter show because, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, know. before we go, I do want to implore my babies. Ooh. We love your letters. Mm-hmm. We need your letters. Your letters mm-hmm. is, is why we're here. It's what makes the show run. So take some time while you're at home on your coronacation. <laughs> <laughs> and just think about what's going on in my life right now. Oh, what can I ask my aunties about? Mm-hmm. Go to yourgayaunties at gmail.com and send us a letter. So that we can answer it and keep the show running and keep you entertained and engaged. <laughs> we would love to do. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you can also, maybe you like Auntie Red. I just, I'm not the writing type. Okay. Go to your gay aunties at Gmail. I mean at Gmail. At Instagram. <laughs> Go to your gay aunties on Instagram. Click the link in the bio. On that link you'll see Speak Your Truth. Click on that. It will give you 90 seconds to talk to your aunties and tell us what is on your mind. What are you going through? Our theme for the month for May is relationships. We're focusing on coupledom. (laughs) So what's going on with you? What is your couple situation? What would you like us to reflect on? Mm -hmm. And just... (laughs) Just help you along the way, right? We are here to give that good seasoned auntie advice. (laughs) Don't judge. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like, we will play your clip on the show and make sure that you are properly shouted out. We have so many of our guests who listen to the show and send us little notes different places. If you want us to play your review of a, of an episode of the show that you really enjoyed. Now, if you didn't really enjoy it, just tell me personally. You don't have to put that on there. Okay? <laughs> tell me. Tell you can keep critiques to the DMs. Keep critiques to the DMs. <laughs> right, right. But... If there's something that you want to share with our listeners, with everyone out there, go ahead, speak your truth, give it to us so that we can share it on the show. Beautiful. And and if you are doing anything out there, everyone's doing things online, we definitely want to support you guys and the events you're holding online. So if you want us to announce your show, event, workshop, Whatever you're doing online that people can access in that is, well, you know, it don't have to be free. That's that's not wrong. Just some good stuff out there that can help our queer family, our our black family, just our family. People, people. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. DM us on Instagram um, or Twitter, and we'll mention it on the show. And, yes. and with that being said. Wait, wait, wait. Before what, what? we go, I do have one little shout out that I want to give. Who, 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 um, who, who, who. So last night I was invited to a murder mystery birthday party 
Oh, that's Via Zoom. Now, okay. <laughs> People getting inventive with the birthday parties. Yes. Okay, so it was go, a murder mystery theater uh, birthday I love, party. I love it, it was put together by our sister Tyra Chalet for Onyx Keisha, um, who is uh, one of the yeah, ex- yes, one of Atlanta, our- Jersey like <laughs> creatives in our community. Uh, it was absolutely lovely. Like <laughs> there was a, a huge cast of characters that popped in. Everybody had like questions to like push the story further along and like get to the who done it. It was so fun. Oh my god, we love to be a question. Is this gonna be another thing or no? Well, no, this was last night for as a birthday party, but I really, I'm going to talk to Tyra about how much fun I had and how just amazing of an idea it was. You know, it was, it was great because you're looking at all of the faces, right? On the Zoom call. So you don't know. Yes. Killer, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> So yes. it was it was so fun. It was really good. Thank you all so much for inviting me. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds super duper fun. <laughs> and so was this yes. episode. This episode was super duper um, fun, as always, my friend, Red. So with that being said, oops, see, I have round every Red and said, all right, watch <laughs> I am Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And we are... You gay aunties. All right, y'all. Bye, Deuces. See y'all on Wednesday. We're ready to see y'all on Wednesday on Twitter now. Know what I'm saying? Deuces. <laughs>